This is the Study Abroad Tips podcast. Hey guys, welcome to the Study Abroad Tips podcast. Like every week, we are back with some really interesting and inspiring content. This week, we have a Women's Day special dialogue planned with the ever so inspiring Angel Ahmed. Angel, thank you so much for being a part of today's podcast and happy Women's Day. Oh, I'm so excited, Malvika. You know, I love iSchool Connect and you're absolutely amazing. And all the women around the world, they're just, it's just so much inspiration out there. And I'm, I'm just happy that there is a Women's Day. It makes me so excited to talk about it and celebrate the day. Absolutely. A day everyone needs to celebrate for sure. But before we head towards this super inspiring dialogue, I just want to quickly introduce Angel to all of you. So Angel Ahmed has 20 years of experience in international strategy, marketing and business development, working in executive leadership roles at prestigious global companies and universities, becoming adept at international business development in major regions across the world. She is the CEO and founder of GNET Global Network. Angel passionately believes through facilitation of her knowledge, wisdom, and experience, she will help build relationships and business that will bring the world closer together and thus achieve her mission of leaving a positive mark on the society through her journey. Angel, these are such inspiring words about you. We're so happy to have you here and have you, have you for this fantastic conversation. I'm so excited to be here, Malvika. Um, definitely excited to share um, just the steps along my journey and what brought me to where I am now and uh, all of the exciting things that I've experienced and all of the challenges I went through along the way. Amazing. Really just want to start off this conversation with understanding what your journey has been like so far, how you've influenced the higher education space and been a part, an integral part of this fraternity? Yeah, so I, I would have to start back to my childhood. So my father was an international student and uh, through, throughout the years, I've always heard the story hundreds and hundreds of times about how he traveled to Canada to study. Um, it was his dream to come to North America doing a, he did an internship program and a, a program in Mohawk College and then got an opportunity to transfer to Cornell. And that was just a big part of my childhood growing up was hearing his story. And, you know, what I started to do was really get intrigued with international education. And I started working with several universities, um, recruiting students around the world. And I started to realize right away that international students just, you know, they were so excited and so passionate about studying. Um, and they were interested in, you know, studying in different countries just to learn culture and just so adept in their, in their knowledge of, you know, the U.S. and Canada and the U.K. And it was just something they had been passionate about since they were very young. So the students having this passion then made me even more passionate. And as I was working with different universities, I learned a lot about keeping the student first and just understanding like which, you know, programs they wanted to study, what did they want to do, you know, how could we best fit them into the university? 
Um, so that was really where the passion started. And, you know, what I found in all my travels, you know, I've been to over 150 countries specifically focused on, you know, working with students is that every student, whether they're in Brazil and speak Portuguese or they're in China uh, and, uh, you know, speak Chinese, they all have that same passion for education and the passion to come to the U.S. or North America to study. And what I wanted to do was really help fulfill that passion for them. Uh, so it's, it's a very, um, a very feel good industry, make, you know, helping the students. And that's, that's how I've evolved in it is really putting the student first. Um, I've worked with several universities, large public uh, state universities, as well as smaller institutions, and still always putting the student first and understanding what they want to do. Um, it's also one of the reasons after working for several universities, I chose to uh, start my own company centered around um, helping institutions and the students find each other. That was really my goal when it came into higher education. That's, that's amazing. You know, it's so inspiring and, um, you know, fruitifying to hear that there are people out there in the fraternity that truly, you know, want to benefit aspirants out there. I think that really helps and reassures a lot of us out here. Now, I really wanted to understand what GNET is about. Uh, tell us a little bit about this consultancy. So basically, you know, working on the university side and um, seeing some of the challenges universities had in helping the student, right? You know, students would apply and they wouldn't always follow up with the student or they had too many applications. They just couldn't serve each student. One of the things that I wanted to do, I come from a, a customer service consumer background, right? So I wanted to help schools serve the student better and create internal processes and systems that would, would help the students, you know, it would help the school to help the student. And that's why we started GNET. It's really to benefit both the student and the university was, and that was where the challenges were, where, where a lot of schools weren't able to find the students. They didn't know where to go. Um, so we focus on a lot of, you know, international strategy you know, what market should we go into, as well as what processes should we have in place internally to support the student from the minute that they go to our website and inquire to when they actually start that school. And that was really my goal um, with GNET and, and my small, I call it, we're a small but mighty team. Uh, my partners also, we had a very student, they were all, we were all international students at one point or, and our families were international students. And that was really what we wanted to do. So we became, you know, a force within international education and started really trying to teach universities, you know, how do I culturally speak to a student in India or, you know, Bangladesh or China? And that was something that institutions didn't have. You know, they had great academic programs, but they just didn't understand culturally how to communicate. Some of it was language barriers, but some of it was just culture. So that was a lot of what my passion was. Like, I believe education is the key to change the world. And I, I've gone to you know, different cities around the world and seeing how, you know, students, all they want to do is go to school. You know, this is, they don't have the privilege that other, you know, that are, that's in America where, you know, there's a school around every corner. In some of these countries, you know, they have to drive two hours, three hours to go to school. So I saw that passion there. And some institutions don't travel abroad, or if they do, they do it at a very high surface level. And that was really the passion behind GNET was to help 
you know, the institutions improve their systems and better understand who their students are and where they're at. That's absolutely amazing uh, to know that uh, you know, GNET does what it does and it's associated with universities which truly want to reach out to students out there internationally. But then of course, with, with a consultancy like GNET, they get to do so much more and they get to reach out to so many more students than they would otherwise. That truly is impressive. What was your motivation behind starting off this venture, uh, Angel? Well, it's interesting, you know, I had, uh, like, as I said, my father studied abroad. And then after my father studied at, growing up as a little girl, I would always have family that would come and they were trying to get into universities. And, you know, they didn't know which university to choose. They didn't know where to go. And I think my motivation was, I always say to people, I, I don't work in international, I am international. So I have a very diverse background myself. Um, and all of my family members, live in other countries, you know, India, Pakistan, Dubai, you know, South America. So I have a very diverse family. And I think that was really my passion was to help the, to help make the world smaller. It's such a large and scary world where, um, you know, you educate students, but you're also educating Americans. And that's something that I'm very passionate about was, um, you know, the more international people that come into America and that, it, you know, it broadens Americans' minds. So it was something from a, from a young girl um, understanding and my family wanted to study in America and the why they wanted to study as well as helping Americans understand all these different cultures and not having biases against students coming from a specific country. So that was really my, my motivation behind it. Um, and just, just help, help people understand. I think there's so much, so many people are trying to just do things without understanding or so many people are judging um, without really understanding uh, the student or the culture. And that was a big part of what GNET is and, and why we, we started this venture um, was, was to bring understanding and bring, you know, international internationalization internally to America as well as externally to the world. That's remarkable, you know, uh, for a lot of us out here, we truly, you know, have this, you know, sentiment or myth, if you may say that uh, the international space is not ready yet, or there might be biases when you step out there. But when, when you hear that there are fraternities and there are people in the industry and consultants like GNET, that are trying to bridge the gap between aspirants and universities, it really makes one feel better. Uh, Angel, I would love to understand how the universities have shifted or you know, moved into a better place with, with you know, support that exists with companies, with consultants like GNET. How does it impact the higher ed space? Well, I definitely think it's broadened their mind right? Many times universities don't understand international markets. They've never been to India. They've never been to China. They've never been to any of these countries. And they have assumptions about, you know, well, Indian students do this or Indian students want this. And um, that's something that we really help to broaden their minds and, and get them to understand the true passion of the students versus putting everybody in a box. You know, this is the student persona of a student from India, or this is a student persona of a student from Brazil. 
we've tried to broaden that because there's so many different types of students. You know, a lot of times, you know, institutions will think, oh, well, I'm only going to recruit master students from India. But there's so many students at an undergraduate level that want to come. They just don't know. They don't look at the data, nor do they visit these, these countries enough to really truly understand. You know, they also don't visit, you know, countries like I, you go to China. I've been going to China for 15 years. And, you know, 15 years ago, the English level was really low. You know, not a lot of people spoke English. But now you go to Shanghai, everybody speaks English. You know, they have an assumption that, you know, Chinese students don't speak English well or Indian students don't speak English well. And it's just an assumption where their English is better than many Americans. And that's definitely something we've helped advocate for. I can tell you, uh, you know, a previous institution I worked for, I visited through India and, and, and Southeast Asia, and I, I brought together pictures and videos of my experiences. And they were shocked. They were shocked at how nice the schools looked. They were shocked at how well-spoken the students were. So, you know, sometimes we would assume that a university leadership, like even the big ones, Harvard and MIT, have this experience, but many of them don't. And this is why internationalization is so important. And it's something that I want to do for the rest of my life is influence universities to understand and accept students. But it does, it is a long journey, right? And I think the more students that come to the US and they learn more and they make a, a present, you know, they're they here and they make a, a, a strong uh, recognition for students from their countries, that's going to be really helpful. You know, when I was in college, we didn't have international student societies or the Asian, you know, Asian American, you know, clubs. We didn't have that. And now there are so many of them. And it's really exciting for me to see that. And I just want to, to help influence more schools to accept more students. And I remember having these conversations, you know, with university leadership. And that's something that I feel they're growing and evolving. And it takes more, it'll take some more time, but it's definitely coming along really well with their investment in international. This is this is so positive to hear, Angel. And uh, of course, you are strongly associated with iSchool Connect and here with us as well. We truly believe in bridging the gap between universities and students. Very similar to what Jeanette does, uh, just that we handhold students through that entire journey of studying abroad, right? So with the help of mentors and sophisticated AI, which truly helps students in understanding which country is right for them, which universities and courses they should be applying to, to handholding them with their applications, their essays, SOPs, scholarship applications, their finance, and so many other things. So it, it helps to know that there are synergies out there that truly help uh, students who want to study internationally. Yes, definitely. Amazing. So I wanted to understand what is the future ahead for GNET? So, you know, it's interesting. I've, uh, over the years, you know, I've met a lot of great friends in this industry and I've, I've learned a lot and, and seen a lot. And I could say, you know, when I met the CEO of iSchool Connect, when I met Ashish two years ago, you know, I was really impressed with the company and just the heart of the company being about the student. And I can sincerely say, you know, I, I've visited India several times, worked very closely with agents there. And, you know, I saw the very cookie cutter approach to agents. You know, 
we're going to select three schools for you and, and that's it. And you're going to go to one of these three schools. When I met Ashish and, and heard his story, we just immediately connected. And when I look at the future of GNET, it's really aligning myself and my company with companies like iSchool Connect uh, that put the student first, that it's about giving the student options. And that was something that I feel like my, my future is our future, right? GNET's future is our future. And, and when I find companies like iSchool Connect, I just gravitate towards them. And I find thought leaders like Ashish, I gravitate towards them. And you know that's something where I see, I, I want to expand myself and my company with these types of iSchool Connect uh, passionate, student-centric companies, because not everyone is, and not e everyone is doing the best thing for the student. You know, I, I work as a university admissions. I read applications. I reviewed them, and I read the essays, and I, I knew that some of these things weren't from the heart of the student, and iSchool Connect is completely different, and you actually take the student's thoughts first, right? You want the student to write an SOP, and and fill out an application and apply to the schools that match them. You're not only using the technology, but you're also using human experts to do that. And it's something that's very different um, for the international students. You know, they're not used to that. And I think it's, you know, companies like iSchool Connect, is, it's the partnership that I have with iSchool Connect and other companies like it, that's really gonna be a game changer for myself and my company and for the students. Which for me, you know, I always said when as I get older, I could see myself being a professor or maybe working for the Peace Corps and building schools. Uh, you know, it, there's so much passion that I have around students, but I definitely think how I plan to expand is with thought leaders and companies that put student, the student first, just like iSchool Connect. Amazing. With, with thought leaders like you and Ashish, uh, I'm sure that, you know, the future is truly bright for all the aspirants out there. And on that supremely high note, I wanted to conclude this quick dialogue on what are your uh, top three pieces of advice on Women's Day for all the young women aspirants listening to this podcast? Yeah, I, I think, Mavika, you know, this is something I always say, if I could talk to my 20-year-old self again, what advice would I give myself? And I definitely think, you know, your 20s are very hard, you know, your teenage years are hard, but your 20s are very hard because you're trying to please everyone. You're trying to please your parents, you're trying to please your family, you're trying to please your friends, and you're not trying to please yourself. Um, and I think the first piece of advice I would give you is put yourself first put yourself first and you cannot please everyone. You have to put yourself first and you can't please everyone. It was my first piece of advice. My second piece of advice is don't be so hard on yourself. You're not gonna, you may not go to college when your sister does or your cousin does. You may not uh, get married when your mom and your father and your aunties want you to. Um, you may wanna venture and do something completely different, but don't be hard on yourself. Don't be too hard on yourself. That's something that um, when I was in my 20s, I was really too hard on myself uh, when it came to making decisions. And I thought, again, I thought about everybody else. Um, and I think the third piece of advice I give is to women is believe in yourself. Even if it doesn't work out right when it's supposed to, it will. And the journey is amazing. So even through the difficult times and the, the, 
job opportunities that don't work out or the clients that I don't get, I always say there's a reason, right? Believe in yourself and trust the journey. The journey is amazing. And that's where you're going to grow the most. And you don't realize it when you're going through it, you know, when you fail or, you know, your, your boss doesn't promote you or you're, 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 you don't get the passing grade on that test. You know, we can tend to get discouraged and depressed. I think that you can never stop believing at yourself and whatever doesn't happen is maybe meant to not happen, but you have to keep believing in you. If you don't believe in you, nobody will. And those are kind of my three pieces of advice that I would say for young women. Um, I do think that women were much more harder on ourselves. Um, and we have so many people to please where it can be a little bit different than men. So those would be the advice I would give to young women. I am so grateful to you, Angel. These were, I think, some of the most real and honest uh, you know, pieces of advice that we've received. I have received in the recent past. I think the last time I had such a pep talk was probably with my mom. Uh, so really appreciate it. I'm sure everyone who's listening to it, boys or girls, doesn't matter. It really goes for everybody. So uh, really grateful and thankful to you for joining us today and sharing everything that you did. So inspiring. Uh, a lot of us, uh, you know, want to be, uh, you know, in a space that you are creating for us. Uh, you know, this amazing space for international students. And a lot of us want to be strong women like you. So thank mm -hmm. you so much <laughs> for joining us today for this podcast. Uh, once again, happy Women's Day to everyone listening to us. Happy Women's Day, Angel. Thank you. And, thank you so um, much, Mavika. <laughs> thank you so much. Everybody, please take care and bye-bye.